The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. Exciting to see you guys here with us for another episode of Mothership. Steph here and... Hey, I'm Noli here. <laughs> Brooke is away, <laughs> tending to mom duties. Well, tonight we're shining the spotlight on a nonprofit called Spill the Tea Cafe. It's an open, welcoming space for youth group therapy. We're joined by mother of four and licensed adolescent therapist, Halen Dennison, the founder of Spill the Tea Cafe, and her child, Maddie Strombach, who's 14 years old and attends Punahou School and is also the co-founder of the cafe as well. Woohoo! Welcome, Maddie and Halen, to Mothership. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys for being here. Yeah, man, we have so many questions about Spill the Tea Cafe because it sounds like a very special place uh, and a unique place here in Hawaii. So, Halen, Maddie, um, can you share with us when did it open and uh, how did the concept or the idea for a cafe of this type come about? Sure. Yeah. So we just opened in March. We actually opened on Maddie's birthday, uh, March 11th, and it was really exciting. You know, this is Maddie's concept and, and Maddie's idea. Yeah, I think that a lot of us, you know, over the pandemic have really been struggling, but especially the youth with the isolation. Um, I know that I was really trying to find resources for Maddie and for other kids. I'm, I'm also a therapist. And so, you know, it's been really difficult trying to access mental health services. Um, during the pandemic and, and even now. And so although Maddie had this idea from a long time ago, I think in the fifth grade is when Maddie actually had this idea, we decided to go ahead and, you know, really put it into action and really for it, for us to see it come to life with the help of our community, our family and friends, um, it's really been special. And I think Maddie and their friends have helped a lot as well. Um, even with like the labor, you know, with like the painting and, um, you know, the decorations, the renovations, all of it. So it's definitely a labor of love. So can you kind of describe the feel of it? Like when, when you see it from the outside, when you walk in, like, what is the feeling? What are you seeing? And then what are some of the things that you can do there? Yeah. Maddie, what kind of vibes, like, do you want to share with them? What kind of vibes you were you know, trying to achieve and kind of what kind of things are we able to ser serve? 
just supposed to be like a comfortable space for everyone to be able to be in. So that's kind of what we achieved with it. We made it feel kind of homey, not super like medical or anything. And Maddie, I mean, I heard from your mom just now saying that you kind of came up with this idea. Can you share with us, like, how did you start thinking about a place like this? Why you felt it was needed so badly? Well, I just, I've never been one to want to do one thing. I've always kind of had multiple things I wanted to do. And there's a side of me that wants to be, wants to do some professional things, you know, something that's really structured and there's always been the part that just wants to be creative and so I've always had like ideas of having maybe some art career some whatever cafe career therapist criminal psychology and so in fifth grade I was thinking should I like open a business when I'm older maybe have my own private practice or like own a cafe and those two really stuck so I kind of just put them together and then I told my parents about it you know just as a dream for the future right I mean I guess because when you think about it right I mean uh cafe is a place where you want to relax chill out and kind of hang out and have some fun so is it true you can even have some boba there <laughs> boba drinks yeah yeah we serve boba <laughs> and and tea and coffee and we have snacks and uh, you know we also have events that are like not therapy related you know we just had a pride fest and then we have um, like movie night so a lot of times we have just events for kids to come in and to connect with one another and you know like being in person is really powerful um I think something that was really important to us uh, was to create a space that was inclusive and you know our goal is really like for any kid that walks through our doors we really want them to feel like you know they are valued they're seen they're heard and no matter what's going on at home or at school you know for them to have a space um, that they can come in and and relax like you said I think it really speaks to the destigmatization that we're trying to achieve right like we don't want this to be like well something's wrong with you so you need to go to therapy and you know you're crazy so you need to go to therapy and a lot of those old uh, myths that we kind of grew up with especially in the Asian American community and so this place right we have a PS5 and we have like a foosball table and a library and board games so it's not like we want kids to come in and want to want to be here not um, again like feel so stigmatized that they're getting mental health treatment. That sounds awesome and very inviting to, I think, teenagers these days, especially, um, you know, I sometimes forget what it's like to be a teenager and it's hard no matter, no matter what, you know, upbringing you have. Um, uh, Maddie and Halen, can you speak to like the, the, the kind of kids that, that seek, seek this, this place as a place of comfort? Well, I don't, there's a lot of different types of people who come here. I mean, there's a lot of LGBT students who come here. There are some people who are struggling with academics, not really like they have low grades, but you know, just all the stress, especially in private schools. And there are just some people who wanna help make a difference in the community. So they're trying to use this place as 
um, like a microphone for their voice. Yeah, and we also have a lot of groups here. And I think the reason that we wanted to offer groups was that, you know, there there is a mental health crisis right now among youth. And I'm not sure if, you know, this is like common knowledge, but I did want to shed light on, you know, the suicide rates being at an all-time high and domestic violence and child abuse. Um, you know, the pandemic has exacerbated those things, but even pre-pandemic, you know, Native Hawaiians and other Pacific Islanders, um, the teenage range that has been the leading cause of death um, since 2019. So e even before the pandemic, we weren't doing so great, um, but the pandemic really made, made things worse. And so it's important for us to offer these groups for all different types of kids, right? It doesn't mean that um, something is wrong with you. Uh, and we tried to rename the group. So Maddie and the Teen Advisory Council uh, renamed all the traditional therapy groups. So for instance, like anger management is called the volcano group or um, you know, the anxiety group is the lightning, um, you know, the lightning rod group. And we have like all different types of groups. And the most common one is depression and anxiety. But we also have, like Maddie said, academic stress, right? Um, a lot of kids are doing amazing. Like in school, they're getting straight A's, but, you know, their mental health is not doing as well. Um, we also have eating disorders or substance use, um, you know, self-harm, like, you know, finding ways to prevent suicide. So we have a lot of different groups for that reason. So that, you know, when you come in here, you feel like you can meet other kids who also are struggling with that. And a lot of the shame or guilt around those issues um, naturally resolve when you have other people who are also experiencing that as well. Yeah, Halen um, and Maddie, thank you so much for shedding light on this because, I mean, just as you said, Halen, that um, you, you said, oh, I don't know if you guys know this, but, and then you started um, giving us those really shocking statistics. And it, I don't think we do know that, you know, I mean, I think that we, we just go on and we live life and we do the nine to five schedule, especially since everything reopened, right? We don't often turn around and reflect and, and look at, um, you know, changes and, and ways that we need to adapt and not just like go off running and just do work or just go off running and do school and go through the motions. But I wanted to see if we could look deeper into that and uh, for folks that are listening that aren't aware of the struggles. Um, Maddie, can you shed some light on, uh, you know, some of the struggles out there and, and how teens um, might be able to identify with it. I'm not sure if it's an easy thing for them to identify with. Um, I mean, it's something new to them. So how do you cope with it? How do you notice the signs or, or that you need to ask for help instead of just continuing to go through the motions? Um, well, I don't know. It's hard for someone who is, you know, young going trying to just pass school, make friends, have a social life to constantly be aware of their emotional balance. And I mean, some people just feel really terrible all the time, but they just don't realize that that's not normal for a teenager. And that, you know, people are always saying that, you know, teenage years will either be the best or worst, or maybe just a mix of the both years of your life. And so I feel like a lot of us just feel like we're supposed to, you know, feel bad about everything and then, you know, get through it like everyone else did. But there are certain times where you need to like look at your 
feelings or emotions and you know maybe ask yourself do I want to feel like this all the time even if you think it's normal and if you want to reach out for help and sometimes you need to talk to other people to figure out what's normal and what's not in your emotional state but I don't know maybe just try and communicate with people you trust and love about how you feel because sometimes it's not something sometimes you don't really realize what's been building up inside of you until you know you do the unthinkable so yeah and I, and yeah I definitely agree with Maddie and I think that the teenage years are naturally rough right and then add the pandemic on top of it and add the isolation and all of it I, I think that you know, kids have a lot of expectations on them, whether it's from an external source or it's internal, right? I think kids nowadays, although we are more progressive and, and people are talking about mental health more than say, you know, when, when we were kids, it's still very much stigmatized. And I think that's a big reason why kids don't want to reach out. You know, that's why kids don't want to come to therapy because they do feel like something's wrong with them, or they feel like they're shaming their family or, you know, they're, um, parents just tell them to suck it up, right? And and I'm Asian, so I can say this, but also being Asian doesn't help any of us right. because we weren't really taught to talk about our feelings and you know communicate effectively. Um, and so I think, yeah, I agree with Maddie. And what what Maddie is saying is that you know you do have to have that self reflection, that self discovery piece, and to feel empowered that okay, I can actually be in charge of my own mood and be in charge of my own emotions, although I can't change other people's mood, right? Um, sometimes even that alone is a big breakthrough for people to realize I cannot control other people's mood, right? Because we all are trying to make sure that everyone around us is happy and taken care of. And, you know, that is part of the, the nurturing that, that we have, um, in such a family oriented state. And at the same time, like we do need to learn how to put up healthy boundaries and look at ourselves and look within and say, like, how can I change my thought patterns how can I change my environment or my mood or how can I cope in a in a healthier way than what I have been yeah go ahead and one more thing about teen the youth of today is that you know we have all this access to all this information about all the things wrong with the world and so not only did we have the pandemic and all that isolation we have social media and on social media, we just see everything that's wrong with the world and all the pressure to like try to change it. And everyone's always like, oh, Generation Z, that's the one that's gonna change the world. But that is a pressure that like is put on us. Like we feel like we're gonna change the world, but you know, it's a lot to like see all the problems at such a young age and you know, have to know about it and advocate for it. And it's just different because when maybe your generation was our age, you know, the most you would see is what was on the news. You know, you would see maybe one side of the story in maybe five minutes, and then you'd be able to watch cartoons or something and kind of push it out of your brain. But our generation is so bombarded with, you know, the abortion crisis, gender, LGBT, you know, this, that, what's politically correct. And our brains are still just mushy and it's developing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I will say, you know, the silver lining, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like depressed now. No, I'm just kidding, Maddie. But <laughs> I want to say that actually social media 
has also been helpful for Spill the Tea. And I, you know, like the reels and the stories and Instagram, like most of our kids who come through find us on IG, right? And so again, yes, I think that is absolutely true what Maddie is saying. And I do think that they're too young to know all the problems in this world. And also I think that it's given them access, um, even if say you don't come to therapy, but there are a lot of ways that you can engage in self-learning on the internet and on social media that can actually be helpful. And, or for instance, you know, a child who's LGBT and not safe to come out at home, they might be able to find a community online or social media. So I would just like to add like the positive aspects of social media as well. That's a that's very good insight, both of both of you, Maddie and Haylin. What, do you, what would your advice be for the both of you? This is for both of you. What would your advice be to someone who's not, like obviously Maddie, you're, you're very, strong and um, courageous. Not all kids are like that, right? I mean, for teens, like someone who'd be listening to this, oh, they have hope, but then oh, it's still so scary to, to do anything about it. And so they live in this place where they can't flip the switch and, and be or make a change. What would you say or to those kids who are just so scared about because sometimes it's going to be a change their life, right? How do you help those kids who can't help themselves yet or tell them to help them find help? I think it definitely takes time. And Maddie, you can probably, you know, have insight on this more than me because I've definitely made a lot of mistakes, you know, trying to um, engage or trying to guide um, and put my expectations on either my kids or my patients or my clients. Um, and so I, I do think that, you know, one of the things that can, I guess, combat that issue of like, you know, a child feeling stuck or a child feeling like they don't want to engage is exactly what we've kind of created here. So maybe they don't want to go to therapy yet, but they can come in and play PS5 with their friends, you know, or they can come in and just, you know, talk about their problems not in therapy, but just with, you know, one of our teen mentors or, you know, one of our volunteers or something like that, or, you know, just walking in here and being able to say, oh, I actually am allowed to say my pronouns here that I want to. And, you know, again, it will take time, right? Because it's taken so much time to have that programming into us of like, this is how you should act. This is how you should behave. This is what you need to believe um, that it will take time to unlearn that. And again, we're not trying to have kids come in and unlearn what their parents have taught them, but we do want them to feel accepted. You know, so if they're at home and say their parents don't accept them or their parents are rejecting or their parents even kick them out because, you know, they might be part of the LGBT community, I want them to be able to come here and at least feel like this place is safe for them to be exactly who they are. Maddie, do you have any more insight on that, on, on how people could find the courage to take that first step and seek help? I think the hardest part about finding help is that you need to be very specific or you need to know yourself really well as to what kind of help you need, what's going to be effective for you, and how you want to get that help because there are some people who are super comfortable with just always, always talking about everything all the time. And so, you know, they'll go into therapy again and again and again, and they'll be super fine talking about all the problems all the time. And then there are some people who really need to just work up to talking through their issues. And then there are some people who, whose issues are not to like 
demean or anything, but are small and all they need is a little distraction from time to time before they can work through it themselves. So like maybe really, they just need some coping skills. Is that what you mean? Like maybe they just need to yeah yeah okay so it's really just about figuring out what works for you and so that's why it's so hard for people my age is because we know nothing about ourselves and we're trying to figure that out so we hope that spill the tea can be the place where you can find those resources to learn more about yourself in order to get the help that you need and that will work the best for you yeah or maybe not saying like you have to go to therapy but just be open to the idea that you can, you know, have self-improvement or self-discovery, right? Like just anyone can improve themselves. So maybe just having that mindset. Yeah. And, and, and like you folks were just saying, um, you know, we definitely have come a long way, um, you know, in, in making strides, but obviously, and it's true, more work needs to be done. Um, and I think with, you know, more people speaking up and raising awareness and, and, not ignoring, you know, and, and, and identifying and accepting and just being graceful with it all and, and coming to terms and appreciating and having an open, you know, dialogue and not leaving anybody out. I mean, we all need all of that. And I wanted to ask the two of you, what would you say to people listening right now about maybe not so much of what are they doing wrong, but maybe what can they do to change to help be better and make this world a better place? Yeah, do you mean like adults or do you mean like teenagers? I would say, I would say maybe adults because I, I think they may be more set in their ways. <laughs> And then maybe teens afterwards, but let's start with the adults. Yeah, I think for parents, right? And again, I always say this, like, first of all, I'm right there with you because I am learning as I go. And as a therapist, you would think that I know what I'm doing. And when it's your own kids, um, yeah, it doesn't, apply, it doesn't apply all the theories and all that. Uh, I will say that. So I'm right there with you struggling to find um, the best way to raise our kids. Um, and I, I do think that, you know, our parents and grandparents, they did have a lot less than we do. Um, I understand that we all have struggles, but I think even the access to therapy is something that our parents maybe did not have. And I think it's important for parents nowadays to really understand that something I've really had to learn and take a lot of time and a lot of inner work to actually transform the way that I was thinking about raising my own kids is that, you know, these kids are born through me. And I think that was really powerful for me to learn. Like the kids are born through me. They're not my property. They're not my, I think Maddie told me like, I'm not your property, but like, you know, like <laughs> I should not get or depend all of my self-worth and self-esteem based on like Maddie's accomplishments or these kids accomplishments or this school you're going to, or this activity you're doing. Right. I really am blessed to be a part of this journey and guide my kids as best as I can, but really allowing them to self-explore and figure out what it is that they're really passionate about or what they really care about, what they really value, right? And allowing them to kind of take those steps and, and also encourage them to fail because when they're failing, that's one step closer to what they actually really want to be or do. Or And so I think letting that part go is really hard for a lot of us because we do 
sometimes feel that our kids are a reflection of us. And so they need to present themselves in a certain way. And so I would encourage parents to really, you know, unhook from that and allow your kids to have a voice, to, to tell you how they're feeling, to tell you about their struggles. And, and please don't expect them to know, like, especially in the LGBT community, like, please don't expect them to know exactly what they are today, right? Or what they identify with, or, okay, well, you better not tell your grandparents, you better not say this, you better not say that. And then the only reason I say that is because I made all the mistakes, right? And so I just am trying my best to be out here and be vulnerable so that, you know, other kids won't feel rejected. Um, and there really is a difference between being accepting and being rejecting, of course, but what parents don't know is that there's a huge difference between being accepting and being ambivalent. So I know I was ambivalent for a long time. And when you're ambivalent, what happens is that the child will internalize that as there's a part of me that you still want me to hide. And so that's not necessarily always helpful. So we really wanna learn as parents how to be accepting fully of like whoever your child is. Wow. Sorry, that was yeah. a lot. <laughs> no, that's, that's, it makes sense though. And it's so hard for, I think, um, Kaylin, our generation, because we grew up with the old school generation, yeah, right? And exactly. that affected us. And then we're affecting how this next generation comes on. Yeah. And, um, is there a parent group at Spill the Tea or that's not, it's kind of a safe space for just the young yeah, people? We actually do have a parenting group and it's starting in August. So, oh, nice. um, you know, and then we also have a once a month, just free support group for parents. So yeah, we do have some resources for parents, but primarily we do want this space to be for teens and so the parents kind of drop them off and then we have our parent groups just you know once a month when the teens are not here yeah well that's great that, that you guys also take care of us parent generation that we are walking through this yeah kind of blindly too right uh, you know I, I mean I was gonna say that because I know Noli your kids your daughters are older than mine and um I have three young children and so that really struck a chord with me, Halen, when you said, you know, to let go, because like when they're really young, right? I mean, maybe, right? <laughs> maybe not just let go then, but like, I guess my question is, is that like, what age do you start to, I don't know, hone in and- Yeah, I mean, I'm really, you know, I really am talking about, you know, the adolescent, um, the adolescent stage, right? That maybe, like tween, I would say probably age like 10, you know, 11, 12, start to allow them like slowly, of course, little by little, not just all at once, but allow them to start having a little bit more independence in their choices or in their thinking or in their, however they want to speak, right? Being able to um, give them a choice about you know, okay, what class do you enjoy? What extracurricular do you want to do? You know, if, if someone's saying like, I really hate sports, I'm not telling you to just let them quit but you know if they're saying it for five years maybe we should listen to them yeah good point maddie do you agree with all of that how long did it take um maddie and Helen, your relationship to kind of feel feel good at a, at a you know working together through this how long did that take from I think it's going to be a forever journey. Maddie, what do you think? I think our relationship has always been good. I don't think it's ever been like some other um, child-mother relationships. 
and that's one thing I really appreciate is that me and me and my mom always wanted oh we always prioritized our relationship ever since I can remember and she's always talking about how she made all these mistakes but really they never affected me as much as I think they affected her you know like I felt bad but I can tell she feels really guilty about some of the things that happened but you know as she grew she really you know she really made sure that she was supporting me in every way she could and I think that's everything I could have asked out of her oh man touching the heart I'm gonna cry oh that's beautiful I'm like oh my gosh my wow you don't have to say all that but I really appreciate it and I think um I have to share that you know I grew up in a super super Christian household and um very conservative and so a lot of that you know and I believe that spirituality and Christian I I believe that these are really positive good things I really want to make that clear um, and I'll also say that I had a lot of fear about what family members would think and, um, you know, parents don't agree and, and the church doesn't agree. And so that part was hard for me. And I think that I had to really make the choice to prioritize Maddie and what was best for Maddie um, and not my fear of what other people were going to say. So that that part, I think I, I had to grow a lot. So it sounds like once you walk into spill the tea cafe and you experience you know the group settings and whatnot um a big weight is lifted off of your shoulder maddie would you say oh i i would hope so i mean personally i've never really experienced any of the groups because of loss (laughs) yeah so maddie can't really get treatment here because it's a, a conflict but um you know, Maddie is an advocate of therapy. I'm in therapy. We're, we're all in, in therapy because <laughs> I just think that anyone can really benefit from it. And I re- mm-hmm. will also say that, you know, most very successful people have a therapist um, or a business coach or something. And, and so I really want to, again, you know, break the stigma and yeah, a ton of super successful uh, people, happy people, people who want more for their life, they all come to therapy. So I would say, yes, anyone can benefit from therapy. You don't have to come to therapy. Some people's therapy is like boxing or surfing, right? Some people meditate, some people, um, yeah, do a lot of ministry. Like there's a lot of different ways that you can self-reflect, but as long as, you know, you have the courage and vulnerability to do that, I think that anyone can really create the life of their dreams. Um, what what are some uh, signs or ways that parents can can notice if their adolescent needs help? Yeah, I think for sure, number one, sorry to be so, you know, um, blunt, but this is very important to me um, and my work is that if your child is talking about not wanting to be here, um, I really encourage parents to take that very seriously. Um, I don't want parents to think that that's just a myth or they just want attention, right? So if your child is talking about not wanting to be here or talking about, you know, hurting themselves or drawing things like that, I think it's really important to seek help. Um, also, if they are more angry than usual or they're more irritable, if they're acting out, kind of like changes, if you start to see changes, right? If you, of course, there's a level of normalcy for, for teenage behavior to be, you know, a little up and down. But if you start to see them isolating for too long, right, like more than a few, a couple of days or 
um, if they stop eating. Um, so any any kind of change in behavior that's kind of drastic, I would say, you know, you can always just ask them how they're feeling and if they want to go talk to somebody and then you can get them an assessment. You know, it, it never hurts. I think it's always best to um, err on the side of caution. That, that might come as a relief to some who are listening and not knowing what to do. So thank you so much for, for that advice. Um, we usually like to end our podcasts with an inspirational or meaningful quote. Would either of you like to share one with us? Maddie, do you know a quote? Um, I put you on my head. Yeah. You know, a rainbow never shines without any rain. So I love it. It's perfect for spill the tea. All right, Halen, yes. you top that one. <laughs> oh, I have to say one. one <laughs> oh. Okay, I think you should try your best to be surround. This is not a quote, but I'm just trying to match Maddie. But like, I think everyone should try their best to be around people that make them feel like sunlight. Like so check your too. energy. Does this person energize me or does this person drain me? And then listen to your body. Yeah, I can feel the yeah. positive vibes from that one. Yeah, that one is awesome. That all makes sense. And you guys keep breaking through these stereotypes and helping people normalize mental health and getting help. It, it you know, it sounds like um, hopefully we're getting there, right? With the teens, especially. So thank you, Maddie and Hayden for providing the safe space for all of us. And where can people find out more about yes. Spilly Tea Cafe? Yes, thank you so much. You can find us on Instagram um, or you can find us on our website, spilltheteacafe.org. Right on. All right. Thank Beautiful. you so much, Maddie and Hayden, for joining so us. Awesome. We wish you lots of sunshine and rainbows too. Yeah. <laughs> and good energy. And good energy to you guys. Thanks so much for joining us on Mothership and everybody else out there. Have a great week. Aloha. Aloha. Take care. Thank you guys. Yes. Thank you.